In this episode, you're going to learn how to structure a cold call, the importance of intonation and how to reduce relationship tension, and why you need to prepare for resistance before the call. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Sell podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi, and as always, thank you for showing up. If you're a long-time listener, I just want to say thanks for always supporting our incredible community. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope you take away some actionable insights that'll help you sell more. Now, this cannot be a how to sell podcast if I don't start off making Dave feel bad. Well, actually, Dave, I've got some news for you. Somebody reached out to me and they said, look, I got some feedback about the banter with Dave about how you make him feel and I actually felt really bad until I read the next line and it said, and the next line said, we really <laughs> no, love didn't. it. Can you keep doing it more and more? <laughs> you know what? I was watching the AC Milan game uh, because everyone's hearing you giving me crap about Chelsea. Louis is a mad AC fan and I do not hope for one team to lose as much as I do with AC and you guys were minutes away. I, I had a whole segment ready just to give you crap. And they came back. So. But actually, folks, that just reminded me on a challenge that David and I set on who could sell more. And the person that sold more needed to wear the other person's jersey. Now, David. No, no, hang on. Hang on a second. I, I, I'm happy you brought this up because this is a good lesson <laughs> for you listening on this episode. Yes, Louis, technically you have sold more. But I track what has transacted in the bank, my oh, friend. Okay. And until your deals are sold and are in the bank, you haven't sold more, mate. So I, technically, I'm up on you. So uh, okay. Chelsea okay. Top coming your way. But hang on, hang on. Was that for last month or this month? Well, so far this month. Oh, because hang on. Unless what? you're – unless hang, no. I was because sandbagging the- last month so I could do it this <laughs> month. <laughs> anyway, we have got a, a really, really good episode today. When we are talking about it before um, and you said the subject, I'm like, yes, yeah. this is a sick one, right? So this is all about cold calling and the anatomy of a cold call. Mm. Lead us in, Louis. But, I do, you know, I want to preference this with we often think about cold calling and think about – I've got certain strategies for cold calling. What I want to do, the first thing I want to help out, help you listening to this episode, this type of strategy or content or topic that we're going to address today is not just for cold calling. You can also use this on managing inbound leads. And I'm going to talk to you a bit about why, right? So One of the first challenges we often experience when we're calling anyone, right, it doesn't matter inbound or outbound, is people aren't just sitting there waiting for you to call. And even even if you are calling an inbound, somebody that's filled out a form, asked you to call them on LinkedIn, doesn't matter what means they've inquired, they don't just put an inquiry and then stop everything they're doing and sit there and go, right, I'm going to wait, I'm going to do nothing until Dave calls me, Right. That's not what happens. They do something and they often will then be back to maybe doing what they were doing before they inquired. So when you ring, the first things first is your phone, when the phone rings, your number's not appearing. It's not saying, hey, David, the Mm. guy that's responding to your inquiry is calling, right? So when you do ring the prospect, the prospect's not sitting there expecting your call. It's an unknown number. So they're already going to have a level of, who is calling me and what do they want? So relationship tension is somewhat a little bit high. 
right? Mm. And this is where we need to use, this is a soft skill stuff. doesn't matter what intro you have, what content you're about to share, one of the most important parts of the phone call is intonation, right? And intonation is broken down into three parts. It's your tone, your pitch, and your speed, yeah? So if somebody's answering the phone and they're very direct, right, they're very – and it, you, know, you can hear it when people when their people answer. They say, you know, good morning, Dave speaking, or this is Dave, or how can I help you? If they're more direct, tone is deeper, it's not a time to start the call and go, oh, hi, Dave, you know, my name is Luigi and I'm calling from Growth Forum and I was looking at your profile and I thought I'd give you a quick call – because that's going to create even more relationship tension. So it's almost like the anxiety, like the on the other end, I'm, mm. the anger is building up to get to the effing point. What's yes. going on here? Because that's the first thing they're they're wondering. They're wondering why are you calling me and what's in it for me. If if I can't find out very quickly that I'm going to take away some value from this call, I don't want I don't want I don't want to have this call, right? Mm. And it's also they've got a bias to deflect. They're busy doing something else. And if it's not something that's immediately of interest, they want to deflect it, right? Again, even inbound, because you often hear because they're they're not really listening, you call them and say, I'm calling from growth from, they're like, sorry, where are you calling from? Oh, you inquired about X. So the purpose of my call is to help you with that inquiry. And they're like, oh, yes, yeah? But if it's cold, there is no, oh, yes, yeah? yeah. So the first outcome I want you as a listener to take away is when somebody answers the phone, try to mirror their tone, mirror their speed, and mirror their pitch as quickly as possible because you are in control of that, and it's a, it's a learnt skill, right? If you're engaging with somebody that's more faster-paced, direct, you've got to be faster-paced, direct in your pitch, yeah? How, how do you start your call, Louis? Like, do you, and I think even a step before that, mm. What do you do to get into the right frame of mind? Because not even me, you get that cold call anxiety before you dial and you bit uncertain. Yeah. Do you have any sort of uh, you know process that you go through? And then what's your tone and pitch like to begin with? Because you're leading that at yeah. the start. So again, I'm a big fan. You know, mindset matters more than anything else. And if I'm going into my calls feeling that anxiety, feeling a bit stressed, thinking about something else, it's going to transfer onto the telephone. So the first thing I do is I actually stand up. I like to create positive energy, yeah? Um, I like to kind of role play what I'm about to say, right? Um, There's no point starting the call, fumbling your way through your script. And I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I don't like scripts, et cetera, but I can guarantee you if you record 50, 100 of your calls, if you don't use a script, if you record your calls and review your calls, you'll actually see that you're using a script whether you like it or not. You're using a very similar framework each time you call. Yeah. So what I do to try to get my my mind in into the right frame is I will kind of go through my little script, you know, I, I, will, I will do it out loud and my, my partner hears me in the room when I do it and she laughs at me but I like to get get it out, get it out, hear it, kind of go, you know what, maybe I've got to change this up a little bit and especially if I'm doing pragmatic research, which I do with pretty much all of my calls, I'm doing a little bit of research first to make sure that introduction is customised and contextualised for the person that I'm talking to. Now, there are tools out there and we're going to practice – because I, I send it to you, Dave, hyperbound.ai. This is not a plug, guys. We're not getting paid from him. We've only just found it. You can actually role play with an AI 
um, and a different persona and we're going to start to play with it because it's fantastic, right? But that's not the point of this episode. But if you do go check it out, hyperbound.ai, because it allows you to do that role-playing. Why? Because when you practice something before you pick up the phone, you're more confident, yeah? And confidence comes from being competent. So that's the first thing I do. I try to get that nervous energy out, make sure that I've got a clear reason for calling. You've got to have the reason, right? So preparing is your secret weapon, okay? Then when you finally do pick up the phone and make that call, try to match your tone, intonation. If it's a somebody that's a bit more softly spoken, don't come out of the gates, bang, this is why I'm calling because there's a mismatch, right? You've got to kind of match their tone. If they are more direct, be more direct. If they're more softly spoken, lower your voice. This is all stuff that you can absolutely learn, yeah? So that's the first part of call learning. Do you go midway, like in between? Because if I'm calling you and I, I don't know who you are, like obviously I know who you are, sorry, yeah. but I haven't heard you speak, so I don't know your tonality, your speed, your pitch. Yeah. I, I need to like have a bit of a, oh, I'm going to go in with this sort of tone, this sort of uh, cadence and pitch, and then adapt to yours. Yeah, well, you can tell a lot by the way they answer the phone, right? And if, yeah. And sometimes, though, they're answering the phone and they're still a bit unsure who you are. So that's why I like to get to the reason for my call as quickly as possible. Yeah, I don't like to use, and this is just my tactic, right? There are other people out there that might share things that work for them, but what I what I like to do is just tell them as quickly as I possibly can, hey, Dave, um, the reason for my call is, that's what I do, right? I read this post. I looked at this report. Your CEO mentioned X, right? Such and such told me to give you a call because I understand that you're trying to tackle this particular problem. And given the space we work in, we've got some insight on how others are tackling this issue to fix this problem and achieve X result. Is now a good time to chat or when can we put some time in the calendar? And so, because again, you're trying to respect your time and it's a closed question, now or later, yeah? Mm. Now, again, usually what that does it's still they're still not 100% listening and they're sort of so sorry, sorry, what's the call about? And then you can go a little bit deeper, yeah? Um, but the key thing is you've got to make sure that for me you get to get to the purpose, the reason why you're ringing and show them that you know them, right? I mean that's a term that's been thrown around a lot. Samantha McKenna has actually coined that term, show me you know me, and I love that. I love the fact that she's really building a business around that framework. But from the days that I started cold calling, my very first job in a contact center when I started in sales, you had to make the call as relevant as possible in that first sort of five to 10 seconds because otherwise the individual's like, well, this isn't for me, yeah? Now, this is, I want to separate this from a call. It's not a call that you're receiving at home having dinner and you just hear that, you know, those calls that you get, it's from a contact center overseas. They don't know who you are. They haven't done any research. They've just got a lot of data going through and it's a dialer. This is not that type of call. What we're doing in B2B sales is we are calling people. It could be mid-level. It could be user-based to get some intel or it could be C-level, right? We are calling people with a purpose and we're respecting their time by saying, hey, based on this, based on what I've read, based on what you shared, based on what you said on a podcast, whatever reference you want, whatever trigger event you want, 
This is why I'm calling. Yeah? So that's the first part. But the intro and your intonation go hand in hand. This is a holistic approach to it. Yeah? Louis, when you're speaking and you, you you got a good sense, they want to chat further, how mm. are you closing them onto your calendar? Are you doing it then and there, getting their email address? Yep. Are you sending them a link? Um, talk us through that because that's the nitty-gritty there where people think like, oh, great, now I've got the call, I'll send you my calendar link, and then yeah. ghost. So first things first, I don't want them to do the hard work and me send them a link and they book in, right? And this is why you've got to prepare for any resistance before the call. People are going to have resistance. People don't know who you are. And even if they do know who you are, they're kind of still at that point of, well, I haven't asked for this, Dave. Mm. Um, even inbound, like we see this from inbound. Like people think inbound is, is this fantastic, you know, golden pond where you can just, you get all these leads and they convert. There's some data to show that a lot of inbound doesn't convert. In fact, there are most industries, only 3% of all inbound convert. So there's a lot of people that don't convert, right? Just because somebody has signaled a little bit of intent, it doesn't mean they're necessarily ready to buy. So That's a crazy stat. It's an insane stat, right? So you've got to really anticipate that people will have resistance. And this is why it's important to think about the resistance before you pick up the phone, to try to bring that resistance up first. It's also, and something that I, it's my go-to, it's my go-to statement. When I do hear resistance, I can say, hey, Dave, completely understand that I've called you, you know, out of the blue. However, given the type of challenges that um, my research or that other people like you are facing, I've got insight that's actionable, that um, even if we don't progress past that first meeting together, you'll be able to use that insight to improve a couple of areas within the business that could affect A, B, and C. So I try to share with them that it's an actionable insight, yeah, just like I do at the start of this episode, right? They're going to walk away with something tangible because the very first stage of commitment I want them to have is or I want to occur in that process is commitment of time. I'm not asking them to make a decision about buying my product or service because it's way too early in the process to do that. I'm just asking them, to give me what is very, very valuable, which is time. So they need to say, yes, I will walk away with some insight. So or assume they're going to walk away with insight. So they will then say, I'm happy to trade some time for some value. Yeah? Pardon the interruption, but is your sales team not performing? You have leads, but your team struggles to close them. Well, we'll train you or your team on how to fill their own sales pipeline with ready-to-buy opportunities in under 60 days, guaranteed. Now, you're probably thinking, how does this work? Well, Luigi and I own a business called growforum.io. We're the fastest growing sales and coaching and training company in the B2B space. We work with B2B businesses that sell products or services, for example, Stripe, HubSpot, Grant Thornton, and Blue Rock are just a few of our clients. We work with your team, train them to self-generate their own qualified deals, and keep them accountable with weekly sales coaching. Then we help you systemize your sales management so it runs on semi-autopilot. Keep in mind, we're not one of those expensive outsourced sales agencies. We're helping your team in your business so that you have total control. Visit growforum.io forward slash apply and schedule your free sales strategy review with us today. Now back to the show. 
so you got one objection and you've countered with, you know, giving them some insight and some value. Yeah. Now they object again. Yeah. How many times do you keep going back before you just call it and go, this is not going to move forward? It depends on your strategy, Dave. Like, again, if you're pursuing a, a pretty large account and there's multiple people in the account that you're potentially targeting, you've got to think about, do I want to keep pushing this person so that relationship tension go, goes higher until a point of, hey, you know what, you're just a seller trying to push me into a meeting. Sometimes the strategy is, hey, look, completely understand your position. So you kill that tension. In understanding that time is a bit of a challenge for you at the moment, would it be okay if I send some information about this particular topic and I pencil some time in for next week to give you a call and walk you through that, right? Mm. Now, what you're doing there is you're reducing that tension. You're removing the task tension as well from them going, no, I don't want to make that final commitment. But you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. Send me some stuff about how A, B, and C are tackling and let's pencil some time. So you, you'll send them a tentative meeting request for next week at Friday based on what you've shared. Yeah? Yep. Okay, so, so I, could, I could see there. So you're lowering the tension. You're, you're, the giving tension. Them, you're giving them an easy way to get off the phone because – you know, yeah. they probably want to. Everyone's probably using that same thing of I'm jumping into a meeting. Yeah. But then, you know, do people, most of them ghost you after that? Have you found? Or? Look, in some cases, but, you know, there are other ways and you could try to handle that. Hey, okay, before I send you, what information would you like? But they're not at that point of thinking about what information. And for me, right. I'm not there to handle every objection because we've got to also remember, Dave, that, the minute I've made that call, the minute I've established connection and I'm having a conversation with them, they are becoming aware of who I am. Yeah. And if I'm able to then say, hey, completely understand, appreciate time is really challenging for you right now. So you completely kill that tent. You, you kill it, right? You've accepted their position. So, again, I, I like permission-based. It's worked for me, Dave. It's helped me get appointments with some of the mm. biggest companies. Like You've seen some of the companies that we've got appointments with, right? that have also converted. This is a strategy that's worked well for me over the years. You kill the tension, ask a p permission to maybe share a little bit of insight via email about X topic and then seek to connect with them in a week's time to maybe review that and see if it makes sense to even have a further conversation. Now, what will happen in between that time as well, you'll have a connection request. So you'll send that connection. There's a, a, a greater chance of them accepting You've then now got an additional channel to start communicating with them on, right? Maybe drop them a voice note. Then you'll start maybe share a piece of content on LinkedIn that's relevant to that particular topic, that's relevant to their situation. And all of a sudden now, they're starting to see more of your content. They're seeing more of your point of view and your perspective, right? And they're going, you know what? This is interesting. So then you've sent the email. You might be sending a follow-up to see, hey, we had the tentative session next week or you send a calendar invite, right? But what, what you're doing here, Dave, this is why for me, this is not just a tactic of saying, hey, I'm calling you and I want to book you in and this is a closing way of booking you into next step. I just want to make my target market aware of who I am, yeah. right? And I'm building, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So if we wrap this up, the anatomy is, be prepared for the resistance early. 
have something, when I say prepared, have a some insight packaged up that you can maybe share with them post that call, right? Remember to mirror tone. Mirror tone, you know, the pitch, the speed, critical. And get to the point of why you're calling early. If you follow these principles, you'll find that making cold calls and following up with prospects is a lot easier. And another key takeaway, don't be afraid like if you think of a tennis match with Australian Open open on right now, the tennis players don't just get on the court and start having a game, right? They actually get on the court and they start hitting the balls to each other. They start serving against each other before they start the game. So don't start the game. Don't start work and you've got to pick up the phone and go live first. Just role play a little bit, right? Get, the, get your tone and vocal cords going. Get some positive energy happening. Listen to some, whatever gets you going, man. Listen to some music, have a coffee, smash a Red Bull, whatever, right? Whatever works for you, get the mindset right. Get yourself into a position where you're comfortable, you're confident and feeling good. And that's a great point there, right? Just to put a final bow on this, to do that warm-up practice at the start. Look, we, we do it where we sit in the room and we're listening to each other. So we're there as like our accountability sort of buddy. But if you've got another team member, do some warm-up, yeah. uh, you know, practice calls with, with your teammate, pick each other up on a few little issues, and then you feel like you're warmed up and ready to go. Absolutely. 